And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother T3 and the Joseph McGuire, joining us live for vacation. That's how you know it's a big deal, because this man's on vacation right now with the family, and we got an emergency podcast right now, because ladies and gentlemen, it's dark, dark times for us New York baseball fans. But shockingly... You would have to say maybe that the Mets actually have a brighter future because the Mets actually at least know what they want to do moving forward, where the New York Yankees oh, do not know what the hell they want to do moving forward. Today's episode, I got to call Joe. What do you think of this? Today's episode is called The Curse of the Bambino 2.0. Because, like ladies it. and gentlemen, that's how it feels like. Me and Ted were talking about it yesterday. And... Ted's trying to defend his points as usual, but his points sometimes just don't make sense. I guess I should just say clear there on the air right now, live, that I guess you guys were right right now that the New York Yankees looks like their playoff hopes and dreams may be coming to a crashing and depressing halt. Because right now the New York Yankees are currently one game under 500, six and a half games back. In the AL wild card, forget about the division. They're just trying to pray and hope that they get into a wild card game. And honestly, when you look at it, when you see this team, do we even want this team to make the wild card game? Because what we've seen in the past, well, 20 years has been nothing but disappointment results in the postseason. So that's what I'm saying. Why do we like? I want to see the Yankees do well, but I don't want to see them get to this, uh, get hot somehow, miracle, miracle way, get into the postseason and then get you know embarrassed, eviscerated like they've been. Yeah, waste of time in the past couple years. So let's talk about it, Joseph. Like I said, this is an emergency podcast because Joseph is here on vacation, and the New York Yankees suck, awful from top to bottom. This kind of reminds me listening to all the videos. Kind of just reminds me of a couple years ago when the New York Giants had this same problem, dealing with a, a coach like Joe Judge and Aaron Boone, who kind of is just trying to cover his ass, but it's it seems like it's almost too late. You got a GM, Brian Cashman, way too old, out of his league. It's time to t- make a change. Just like the Giants, Dave Gettleman, time to make a chan- change. I think, like, you got to think about it. Brian Cashman's been a GM for 27 years. You know what it reminds me of, Joe? It's like these politicians that have been in, in, in all these <laughs> offices that for like 50, 60 years, you're like, yo, I think unless you're doing a fantastic job, then okay. But like 50, 60, 30 years, and if you're like kind of like, eh, you haven't done much to prove whether it's the country or it's your team, then I think it's time to make a change, Joe. And you look at these Yankee team, I don't know what else to say. You have two top 10 players. One should win the Cy Young, and one we know how great and valuable he is to the game of baseball, not just the Yankees, that they're completely wasting, Joe. And it's just sad to see. It's unfortunate. So I'm going to give you a couple numbers, and this diagnoses the problem. The Yankees are 56-20 and when they score more than three runs. Mm -hmm. They are 2-33 and when they score two runs or less. Yeah. They have gone 50 and 50 in their last 100 games. They are 99 and 101 
in their last 200 games. This has been a team of mediocrity, mm-hmm. and it's been now for about a year and a half that we've seen this. I mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but going into this season, I was not particularly optimistic. You basically ran it back. We knew Rondon was hurt before he even got there. Yeah. You expected a regression from Nestor Cortez, who's obviously been out. The Severino thing is hard to even understand, but look at this lineup. I mean, they don't score. They don't get – They nobody ever gets more than one hit in a game. It's so rare to go through the Yankees' box score and see somebody go two for four. It yep. just never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really been their biggest issue. Aaron Judge has pointed out guys are pressing. And, well, yeah, I mean, you're you're – Six and a half games outside of, of the last wild card spot. Yep. You can't really piece anything together. They've been miserably terrible against anybody who's good. They've struggled with everybody's pitching. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, some of the guys that they've lost to going back right out of the all star breakthrough just the last couple of weeks. I mean, they're not even getting dominated by great pitchers, yep. getting dominated by anybody. Uh, anybody who shows up pretty much seems to own the Yankees. This team just can't score runs. It's not the bullpen's fault. The starting rotation's a disaster, and yet... With the exception of Cole, it is. With the exception of Cole, it's just an absolute disaster. Outside of the American League Cy Young Award winner, yeah, the rest of this rotation is terrible to the point that Isaiah Kanafalefa has a lower ERA than Clay Holmes. Like, that's where we are right now. It's pretty fascinating to know that we've had to use IAKF a couple times this season for pitching relief. Four times. Like the, like the New York Yankees are using utility hitters. Just put that into perspective of how I hate this to season say this is too. Out. Isaiah Conner-Falefa is the only guy in this team who's hitting over 300 with runners in scoring position. And he did this. He hit 327 last year in this. So he comes through and he delivers. No one else is clutch. No one else is coming up with big hits, and it kills them night after night. There's so, so much to say because I feel like at this point we have belittled the point. We know they suck. Like, that's what it's done. But I told but you But do this, they know? Hold on. They know. They know it. They just don't want to admit it. It's, <laughs> you got to admit it. it. So – Let's just I want to just throw some quick numbers out and then we can get into the bullshit and of going back and forth and discussing where we think the flaws were from beginning from last year into the bullshit to, to, <laughs> to the stuff now because really that's what it is. And we're gonna get so you know, Joe was saying, you know, last hundred games, whatever, you know, they're below five hundred, they're awful. They've won one series since July first. One series or one nine and three. And who was right? that against? I don't know and don't care. I was against the Royals. <laughs> I was against the Royals. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Doesn't matter. That was the one series. I think after the end. Um, since Judge's injury from June third, they're twenty-five and thirty-six, so eleven games below five hundred. A two-twenty-four batting average, three point eight runs per game. So here's the other thing I wanted. The last stat, and then we can get into the other stuff. Since July fourth, this team was ten games above five hundred, and they are twelve and twenty-three, and have been outscored by fifty-one mm-hmm. runs since july 4th so this isn't just a judge problem this is a team problem now trev remember we got into the discussion the other day and you were like you're trying to back up and support boone i'm like i kind of am for the first time i am going to kind of support boone 
Because you got to go back to last year's sweep of the ALCS. That's where this all starts. And actually, you can go back even farther. I had, I had, a, I have a whole article right in front of me. I'm not going to break it down now, because then I'll talk for 20 minutes, and you guys will break my stones. But this goes back to you got swept by the Astros last year. This is the third time you've gotten be, beaten in the ALCS in the last like five, six years, and it's all been to the Astros. With that being said. You should have went all in. You should have did something drastic this year, all in. Whatever that was. That wasn't just a Rendon move. That was drastic moves with this team because the first time you played him, you had him. You almost had him. And now we understand what happened there. Then we got lost in game seven, whatever. And then we got swept. And you could tell that the Astros were still progressing and we were not progressing. So what's that say? You're a Yankee guy. You're a cash from your house, Steinbrenner. The old guy... Now, I understand this was back in the day where it said, Joe, we're going to put all our chips on the table and we're going to go all in like kind of the Mets did this year. If it's if it's if it went bad, at least the Yankee fans would have respected, I think, and said, hey, listen, we went for it. We did everything. We could. They just sucked. The things didn't work out. But when you don't make any significant moves during the offseason, your team has been the same pretty much. Radon and Joe, as you spoke about before, coming off an injury, you traded for Montas last season, knowing that Montas had a shoulder issue last year, and he even admitted in the offseason he misses the whole season, okay? Rendon has multiple injuries. He's out for the whole season. Let's see. Also, Cortez, out for the season. He's been on the L all season. Herman, if he's not drunk, he's throwing a perfect game. Now he's out for the season or he's beating his girlfriend slash wife. Severino's been the worst pitcher in baseball. So you're talking about a starting rotation right there. It's Scooting Cole. That would be one of the top rotations, if healthy, but that's a big if. It's injuries. It's problems. It's culminating to a disaster of a season. And the bullpen is leaking now. The duct tape has held on for like three or four years. It's not the same. There is no Chapman, Holmes, and Stanton, and Nelson, and boom, boom, boom. And guys just repetitively coming in, Andrew Miller. There's – the guys that were used to coming in the bullpen where we're going six, seven, eight, game over, it's not there no more. You, you've, oh, I, I was going to use a bad phrase, but you've overused the same water fountain. You, you had to change it up. The same water bottle has now got mildew in it. Like you got to mix it up and wash it out. This team has multiple problems, and we could break it down. The, the pitchers, this, they're not a good team. And the last thing I want to say to this, so then we can build off of this, the worst thing that happened to the Yankees was baseball changed their rules. Sorry, boys. The old big power hitters who go base by base or wait for strikeout doesn't work no more. All the teams that are winning and successful this year are all youthful, athletic, and play with high energy. What are the Yankees? They're old. They're based on power. They can't run. And they're not in the new age. Think about all the teams that are doing really well. The Orioles, young. Braves, young. I mean, the teams that are successful are able to steal bases, go go first to third, not wait for the big home run. That's the difference. The Yankees are old, and we've seen it, bro. Trev, you and me have talked about this. Donaldson, 38 years old, old. Stan, old. And and I'm not saying age. He was aging before the Yankees got him in 2017. It was the same player. And the worst thing that ever happened, even though all three of us were excited when we were at CSB, we're like, yo, Yankees got Stan. He got Stan for, like, nickels on the, on the dollar. Jeter knew what he was doing. But here's what happened to the Yankees when you got Stan. You took your advantage away of ever signing another big free agent during that time because you knew you were going to hopefully sign Judge, all right? You couldn't go get a Machado at third base. You couldn't get a Bryce Harper who wanted to play for the Yankees, who was a Yankee fan, who had the perfect swing for the short porch. It just It's a culmination of bad moves 
that have kind of finally bit the Yankees and bit them hard from the Aaron Hicks deal to the Donaldson trade to, like I said before, with Frankie Montas, where you're like, yeah, he's going to come in. At a bad shoulder, you knew he had problems, and you traded for him anyways. And a guy like Harrison Bader who can't stay healthy. It would be nice to have Jordan Montgomery now, huh, boys? Yeah, but here's uh, here's here's the overall thing situation is that like yeah, this is a Cashman problem now, bro. This, this is not a, this is but not this a is just problem. an oh this is not just a Cashman. This is an overall is. this is an overall franchise looking in the mirror and time to figure your shit out because and Boone said it a couple years ago. I think it was after the wild card game against the uh, Red Sox when they got embarrassed too. And he's like, "Oh, teams are starting to catch up to us." No, it, it's not that actually, Boone. It's actually teams are have soared by you that's that's the hard truth and and that's the problem can i tell that- you something joe yeah. tory joe tory I, I read his book a few months ago joe tory said that in 2006 the oh, rest yeah. of baseball you is caught up to us yeah. i mean boom boons like there and that was in two, just and joe, that was in 2006 is the sense so we're Listen, talking 20 2023 20, now years of straight winning seasons trev you said it before when you said cash in 27, 30 years of straight. You know, we talk about dynasties and other sports. Not many people could say that. 30 years of consecutive winning streaks. Last time they had a, a below 500 record at this time was Derek Jeter's rookie year in 1995. And the last time they've had a, a losing season at the end of the season was 1992. The Yankee fans what, are not used to this. And that's what I'm trying to say is that, like, Oh, well, we got to the playoffs. We got to the ALDS. We got into the ALCS. We've won a world. Yeah, I get it. That's like people. We got the peanut gallery over here trying to get out of this room. We got the peanut gallery. I got a little. We got Toto. Hold on. I'll be right back. You guys got out. I'll be. Did he? Yeah, he got (laughs) out. They got it. And he's going to start barking too. It's. Oh, what a wild dog. He's a little wild dog. He's literally, he looks like Toto from from Wizard of Oz. But like, as I was saying, like, you look at this franchise, this is an overall bigger picture. It's like, I, I, I keep harping on it. It's like the Giants when, like, Boone is very similar to Judge and just kind of just saying, oh, we're right there. We're this and it's that. It's an organizational just, problem. We got that's it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not just Cashman. It's not just Boone. It's just it's an overall franchise type of move but that play, you need listen, to make. Players can change that. But, okay, I get it. I understand that. But also, look at the teams in the past. Look, I call this show the Curse of the Bambino, Bambino 2.0 for a reason because of the fact that let's go right back to just 2004 when I feel like this curse, and I think all Yankee fans are starting to come to the realization that maybe this curse actually hit us. It was in 2004, the epic 3-0 collapse. We all know about it. Yankee fans will never forget about it. Well, since that time, the art rival of the New York Yankees, yes, the Boston Red Sox, have been this – I've been the four World Series. I got this. 2004, 2007, 2013, 2018. Six ALCSs, four and two in that span. You know how many times the Yankees have been to the ALCS since that time? You want to know what their record four? Yeah. Five times. They've been there six times. Do you want to know what their record is? Oh, one in six. One in five. The one World Series is 2009. <laughs> yes, and here's the thing: the Red Sox have missed more playoffs since that time. The Yankees only four. But my thing is, Ted, I was talking to you about it yesterday. Oh well, you would think anytime you get to that is that's great, of course. But we're the New York Yankees. We've set the standard of winning. And guess what? George Steinbrenner said it back in the day. I will do whatever it takes to winning. All I care about is waking up, breathing. And winning. But that wasn't that's always it. a good thing so that's, for that organization. So us Yankee fans, when people say, oh, well, they're so spoiled, they're this and that, they're always complaining. 
Well, guess what? Yeah, because we've since we've been alive, since all of us have been alive, the mantra of the New York Yankees has been win. There's been nothing else. We have not every year we come to the terms of saying all we want is a championship. It's championship or bust because of the fact that this was the message that was portrayed and relayed to us when we were younger as fans. So every year that they do not win a World Series, hell, they haven't even been to the World Series. That's the whole thing. The Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Royals have won a World Series more recently than the New York Yankees. The New York Mets, now I get it. The New York Mets are the New York Mets. But they've been to a World Series more recently. Like, that's the thing. These teams that we've heard in the past, like, there's teams, we're not the Pirates. We're not the Royals. We're not just expected, hey, we get to the playoffs. That's a, that's a winning. No, it's not. So I remember when the Yankees lost, I think it was in 2018, to that Red Sox team. And you guys said it wasn't a disappointment. Shocker, five years later, you guys still agree on every little single thing except me. And every year, I've said it's a disappointment. And the reason is, is because of the message that was sent from George Steinbrenner 30 freaking years ago saying. Yeah, but it wasn't like he was winning all those. He won two titles in the 70s. I get it, but and he then did he won it. won for he, like 20 something years. And then they won three out of four years. And I all still sudden, get it, but it's the message that was, re- but it was the message that was relayed to us. Joe, I told him last night, he sound, they, we sound spoiled. Well, no shit, we should be because of our because no, of the listen. because of our boss. I'm sorry, but people have to be realistic. It's not World Series or bust anymore with the Yankees. The, the, now the, it the isn't. Game, the game is different. The game is different. The talent is different. The the money is different. George could spend everything. Guess what? There's a guy across town who could spend more money than anyone in baseball, Steve Cohen, and then can watch the more money white on fire, like the movie, your favorite movie, the Batman movie, and Joker white on fire, and go. Guess what? We're gonna do it again. He doesn't care. Money's not an option. This is not George Steinberg. You got to get that out of your head. This is okay. not George. His son is not involved like he is. I'm not He's saying. Not money look, I'm not saying him Listen, to be George he Steinbrenner. Wants the baseball people that he hired to do their job. Unfortunately, the people he saying. has hired have done a, a poor job in the decisions, and it has backfired. That's what it comes down to, Trev. Frankie Montas hurt. Rendon hurt. Um, the stand trade, honestly. He, they, he played in less. He's played in less games and he's missed. Yeah, I but mean, these are guys that dealt with injury. These are guys Trev, that had a previous he, injury history before coming to the Yankees. Here's the right. other thing. So DJ why did you bring them? That's DJ what I'm Lame- saying. And DJ the stand Lame- trade, the stand to the trade move. I, the only move. I'll cut you off right there because you just said the only move that I am generally pissed off about is DJ Lemay who fell off the face of the earth because I was yes. The, but here's the advocate. thing. Hold on. I was Hold the on, biggest no. advocate of DJ LeMahieu previous of his contract. Well, he was a, we ended up great... finding out that in 2019, okay. the balls were juiced. So he had a really good season that season. He batted 364 and led the AL. And we ended up finding out. Ted, he was a hitter. Season. Then he hit really well in 2020, but that was 60 games in a short COVID season. And then the Yankees felt like we need to pay this guy seven years, six or seven years at 33 years old, when we realize that those contracts at 30 plus years, bud, don't pan out. I mean, the Aaron Hicks deal, Joe, Trev, you and me used to bash Aaron Hicks deal. Doesn't sound too good now. It sounded like a bonus, but he played one good season for the Yankees and they gave him a seven year deal for $70 million, hoping that he would outperform his contract and the Yankees would get him really cheap considering He's, he was an awful center fielder. I know he was a really good center fielder defensively, but then he had his issues hitting. I mean, think about it. He's booed like 
Like he's the worst guy in the world when he plays at Yankee Stadium. We went into the season with no left fielder. We traded for a 38-year-old third baseman, Donaldson Trev, who we were trying to pretend like it's 2007 again. I mean, yeah, you, my point I mean, exactly. What, we're, 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 that's that's what bothers me the most. And I get what you're saying. We, as a Yankee fan, maybe we, we should be we shouldn't be spoiled, but we are. Because yeah, when I look at the Giants, when I look at any of my other teams, bud, I don't look at them as it's World Series, Super Bowl, or whatever, bust. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we look at the Yankees when there's 30 other teams? And guess what? Baseball's different. You Think about this. When we grew up as a Yankee fan, Joe maybe can give you a better acknowledge, acknowledgement of this would be Yankees were the top of the food chain, right? You know what I mean? It was such a disparity in money. Like even like a big time back in the day, early ni- late 90s and 2000s. Yankees were always like the top food chain, right? You look at the Yankees now, I get it. They're not spending as much. But look at all the other teams that have moved up. And then you look at teams like the Rays. We used to jump on the Rays all the time, bully them like the little like the little kid down under. Guess what? Their farm system and their teaching and their mechanics, that's been their biggest development where the Yankees, they haven't developed the talent. And that's maybe even more upsetting as a Yankee fan is we won on winning with our guys from the minor league system and they breed it up. We never breeded anyone up. Judge is the only guy you can really think about logically that would actually have made a significant impact on this team in the past 10 years that we didn't buy. Go ahead, yeah, listen, let, let me – first of all, uh, Ted's made so many great points. Uh, and I'll just oh, what is, with, what is what a freaking surprise. Let me just back it up, too, oh, with a number. Surprise. Oh, what, what am I? What am I, chopped liver? No, you're, you're agreeing with me on some of the stuff. No, I do. I don't. I don't agree with anything you said. I am going to disagree with a couple of things, but uh, listen, there. Oh, there. I agree with everything Ted says, but I'm going to disagree with what Trev has to say. Trevor what said something. No, listen, they're 28th in base running. They've been thrown out ninth most in baseball for a team that doesn't steal a lot or take the extra base to be ninth in that category. It, it's embarrassing. But listen, it's this has been a, a terribly constructed roster. Like Ted said, you went into this season knowing you didn't have a left fielder. That problem hasn't solved itself. And I don't know what Brian Cashman thought was going to happen with that in mind. Now, like Teddy said, look, in the offseason, when you get close, all right, let's reload. And I yep. said, you know, you remember the day, Trevor, when we talked about this, when they re-signed Judge, I was like, that's like when the Giants signed Leonard Williams. You're bringing the guy back. Great. But that doesn't make you a better team. It just means you have less money to spend. And Imagine you don't have to if he wasn't him. on the team, Joe. Right? Imagine if he wasn't how bad this team would be. Bam. That's again, gives you a good idea. Look, it's not through – uh, trying, right? I mean, listen, Cashman's gone out there and he brought your run down and he went out there and he got Joey Gallo. He knew that, you know, this, this lineup is so insanely right-handed. You would, you would think that this was Fenway Park they're playing at. Uh, you know, look, when you look at the great players of Yankee history, they're all left-handed for a reason. So that was their other big mistake. As far as LeMayhew's concerned, Trevor, give yourself a pass on that. The guy is injured, and he's playing through an injury, and he's been horrible. And I can't help but think if he sat and got healthy, like Aaron Judge did, that you might see a better DJ LeMayhew. Same thing with Rizzo. I feel terrible for Anthony Rizzo. He That, that neck thing has been messing him up all year. He got off to a great start this season since the injury He's been one of the worst everyday players in baseball. 
But again, you went out there and and you you've got an old old team. When you look at baseball, you look at the way all these other teams have developed, especially like the Rays. Youth, youth, youth. And look at Baltimore. Look what Baltimore's done. They were terrible working their way and making those good look at traffic. Look at Houston. Look at Houston back in the day. Oh, yeah. And they Just continue to grow. Look at the, the Dodgers. Decide, all you guys. The Dodgers, look at the Braves. Where have the Padres gone wrong? Trying to import stuff when you're de- – just develop your talent and bring them up. What are you even doing? Now, listen, here the, – the Yankees, like Teddy said, in the offseason, you should have reloaded this entire lineup. And you should have went out and you should have gotten a left fielder is what you should have done. At the trade deadline, by standing pat – I mean, what was that? What was that move to not yeah. do anything – what does that do for this it's franchise? Kind of just like but a, kind but of just... here's what I said too. You guys remember the last show that we had done, kind of leading up to that. Who on this team is tradable? Glaber Who on this, one. other than Glaber? And I said maybe Sevy, and he's been forget about it. No, he's, nobody would take. Nobody would take. He's him not right. pitching like a major oh, leaguer right I mean, now. Clay Holmes, maybe a closer needed. And then, and and here's the thing, I Trev, I know you and me send stuff um, through Instagram. You know, W fan, which I thought was an awful take, but one of the guys was like, maybe they should have traded Cole and got a ton of prospects. But the only problem I have with that is, and this is not football and draft picks and other things, half the guys that these trade that they trade for, none of the prospects even do anything. Go look at all the the prospects that the Yankees have traded over the years. Has anyone ever even hurt the Yankees? No. no but you so have- here's the thing, and you know what would happen? They'd retool, and then next year, what would be our problem? Oh, we need an ace. Oh, the guy you just traded. Like Mets fans are like, oh, we retooled. Really? You retooled that much? You got yeah. that much for Verlander? Like you got top prospects? Really? You've gotten rid of three of the best aces in baseball so, in the so, last two years. I would just stop being a Mets fan at and, this and, point. And, and, and Trevor, think about this, Trevor. Well, here's the thing about the Mets. That's the Mets thing. Hold on. None of those prospects are going to be ready to make an impact next year. Look at what Scherzer's doing. For okay, but guess what? <laughs> you know? here's, the th- here's the thing about the Mets. We can say whatever we want about the Mets. At least they know that they have some sort of direction. Like we got to go full rebuild. We got to change. And we got a GM that knows that we'll spend. It doesn't matter. The Yankees are like you stare, you staring at a wall. It's just like, there's nothing to look at. You have nothing, nothing clear. There's just literally a blank wall. Like, what are we doing? Are, are, Trevor, we, are, we, are I, we thinking about the future? Are we, like, taking a step back? Are we, like, going to bring in everybody back? Like, there's so many questions. Like, are we, like think about the questions that are going to surround this Yankee team, especially if they don't make the postseason, guys. Like, 30 years. They've been in the – they've Trevor, been – I'm not even – Trevor, they're already not making the playoffs. This is about what are they going to do in September. This team doesn't make – like, they've missed the playoffs, but they don't lose. Like, they don't have losing records. 30 years. Like, this is – there's so many questions that are going to be heading into the postseason, no matter what the outcome is. Even if they somehow, shockingly, get to a wild card game, they're going to be out one and done. So, there are questions. Or you bring it back Cashman. You bring it back Boone. You bring it back both of them. Or one and one going. What are you going to do with Glaber? What are you going to do with all these guys? How are you going to make Stanton tradable? How are you going to make LeMayu? Like – are you going to bring Peraza up? You're going to bring Dominguez. The, I just named about like 10 freaking questions that the Yankees are going to have to answer. Like the Mets already know, look, we're going to be awful next year. We're going to try to bring these guys up and see what we got. Like the Yankees, they're like, oh, maybe we're just going to run it back again with the same damn team and have no left fielder. Like there are so many cer- uncertain questions going on in this Yankee franchises. That's why like Mets fans, yeah, we could say whatever we want about the Mets and how bad and how – and. and 
probably the biggest disappointment. The two biggest disappointments are the Yankees and the Mets. But at least the Mets, they traded their two most valuable pro- guys, I guess, at the time. Yep. And, no, and shows to teams that looked, wanted to go that win. Was bad they should have traded Wendoro Alonzo because now they're gonna have to pay Alonzo next year in free agency. No, they're gonna they're probably moving on from Alonzo no, too. They're gonna bring him back. They're gonna bring him back. They just said they're yeah, they'll, they'll sign him and then they'll trade they're him. Probably, they're gonna kept one of the pitchers, one of them for next season. So you go in. And here's the thing, and you know this as well as I do when I make this statement. Cohen's just not gonna go in and say, Yeah, no problem. We're just gonna go in and rebuild. You know he's gonna throw money. So he's around gonna bring in a piece or two. Okay. He'll still bring a All piece right. A couple things. Number one, let's clear something up about the late 90s Yankees. The late 90s Yankees did not lead baseball in payroll. That's a huge misconception. That was the Baltimore Orioles that were outspending and still underperforming. Here's what the Yankees did do in the late 90s. They spent right. They brought in the right guys. They made all the right moves. One of the few moves they made that was poor was the Chuck Knobloch move. And even at that, he ended up becoming the starting left fielder in the 2000 World Series. So they were able to work that out since 2006, okay, where where Joe Torre was like, I don't know what we're doing here anymore. This was where you went out and and you started spending money on the Jason Giambis of the world and trying to – Gary Sheffield and trying to buy your way. A-Rod, Carl Bovano, Jared Wright. so, so stupid. And the Yankees under Brian Cashman have continued to do that. Now, in 2009, he spent in a lot of the right places. And it immediately turned into a championship. To me, in my lifetime, that's the only actual bought championship the Yankees had. The rest of it, they did a really good job of of bringing in veterans, going out when they needed to plug a piece and doing it. You You need an ace, you go out and you get David Cohn. That's what you do. That's the way the uh, the Yankees went about doing business. I'll also say, again, to Teddy's point, George Steinbrenner was a terrible owner. And Trevor, I'm sorry he put that World Series or bust because I found every year the Yankees won the World Series, I before the parade happened, I was already focused on winning another championship next season and like didn't, really, didn't really enjoy any of it. And as I think back on it, it was like that should have been what the most – Fun I ever had as a fan, but it wasn't because of the unrealistic expectations. All right, so I'll take away. And and now think about it. In the last 23 years, you're talking about one championship. Mm -hmm. The idea of World Series or bust, it's it's an illusion. It's a disillusion. And as you just said, Trevor, how do you fix this team for next year? You have all these unmovable contracts. You, You have young players who, when they've come up, but it's almost terrifying to bring yeah. up, it's almost terrifying to bring those those players up because of the the recent like not success it's far sure. from success is the 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 failures that we've seen. Also, I'll take away the Steinbrenner thing. You know who also said winning if it wasn't winning or failure, the guy that we all love in New York, yeah, Mister the captain number two. Yeah, but that was a different team. I get it, but he still had to say. But he still, but he still had the same message. Is what I'm trying to say. He's a joyless human being, Derek Jeter. I love that guy, but Derek Jeter, I'm sure when his beautiful wife was giving birth, I'm sure he was like, "Listen, that's one kid. We need four, but not enough. We need four kids." And it's like, let's get working on the next one. Your comment before—that's the wrong mentality to take, Joe. I thought your comment before was literally reiterating Jeter's thing because if you remember Jeter's like biography or thing, the the story they did on him was, or when they did the series, he talked about that. 
Once they won, he enjoyed it for like a day or two, but then it was back to business. Trevor, I sent you this video the other day when they won the ALCS in what, 09, when he was still on the roster. Yeah, when they won the World Series. He's sitting there on the, the top stoop looking at the field with no emotion while everyone's celebrating going, we didn't do anything. We still haven't won anything. You know who also did that too? Michael, Michael. Jordan. R.I.P. KB, Michael Kobe Jordan. Bryant. Um, Kobe was the but, same way. Not then, the, listen, job's not finished. This is 2023, and there's no one like that on the team. Judge can't be judge, jury, and, and dictator. Like the whole he can't and executioner. executioner he's not that not dictator. He's not that guy because we don't like we don't like dictators. Well, here's the problem. Judge Judge is and Cole. Here's the issue. Judge and Cole are Boone sided guys. They're all about Boone. They they're in love with Boone and they entrust with Boone. If there's a major move that has to be done, it has to be Cashman. I get it. You could put another guy out there next year, whatever. People are still going to call for Cashman because he is the one that gave you the puzzle pieces and you can't finish the puzzle because you're missing pieces. Like Joe said, you don't have a left fielder. Trevor, we talked about it. The Donaldson thing makes no sense. We love Gio. I get he had some issues and whatnot, but it wasn't like he was a bum. Gio was no bum. He was a well like that. That was all about getting Gary Sanchez out of there. Well, now Gary Sanchez is hitting 16 home runs. For the San Diego Padres and actually looks good. He's it's back, amazing. baby. Oh, it's go. amazing the change <laughs> in feeling for guys like you. Tr- and and really, this is what it gets down to, me, bro. You traded for Stanton, okay? I get it, but you got the same guy when you had Judge. It, it allowed you not to go get Br- Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper would have been a better fit for the Yankees. Hold on, a lefty and and a field, and he could Machado would have been a better. Machado would have. Machado could have too, and he's. All he does is race. Arenado could have been a better option. But Arenado was never in the contention. You've been on that horse for like 12 years. Let Good, it go. and I'm going to stick to it. Okay, but Machado and Harper, think about it. They never even went for him. That's what makes it most – because they, didn't, they knew they were going to have to pay judge. They didn't want five guys with $300 million. Here's the thing about that. Let me, let me ask you something. Let me say something. The, draft the only control. move that Cashman has really panned out is the Cole move. That is the only move that's panned out for him significantly. I mean, maybe Chapman was not the guy. Let me say this. He traded his guys, got Clint Frazier. Didn't work out. Trade for Glaber's. Really hasn't panned out the way. I mean, there's multiple guys that we could just run through. We have backup catchers. We were all on the the Higgy world. Higgy sucks. Trevino had one damn good season. He's not a full-time catcher. He's a a good gold glove guy that Cole loved. But he wasn't that good of a hitter. The problem is we love these guys because they have one good season. It's like, pay them. Hey, Aaron Hicks played 156 two games. He played well, did this or that. Let's give him seven years, seven million. Suck. Severino. Here's, a, here's the thing. Here's the I, thing. With these draft, the, the, the words are accurate because okay. When it bad. comes to when it comes to drafting, too, a big well, part of this. this no, but this no. Look, it's not football, but you also have to have some sort of. If you can have a core moving forward, you can build off of that yeah. core. I mean, the Astros Here's had Debbie Garcia. Okay, hold hold on. The the think of the Astros core. Correa, Altuve, Springer, Bregman, like that was their four, and then they just found, and then they just added pieces around. Like, yes, I get it. We could say 2017. We were banking that the Yankees' core was going to be the new future that was going to take us into, you know, who, the, was, who was the four that was going to be our future? We at that time, I don't was who. Judge, Sanchez, Glaber, and Bird. Believe it or not, like Glaber. we thought, Greg Bird was going to be like the next, like. We had such high expectations. A lefty in Yankee Stadium he had all the tools to be great, and he just didn't. 
It just didn't, maybe because of development, maybe it's just the mindset that he had. But that's the thing, too, is that the development. We started hearing people coming out now talking about how the Yankees farm system, they just don't really teach him anything pretty Joe, much. Did you see either that? Hit a, either hit a long ball or that's it. Like minor league guy. What kind of teaching is that? That's what I'm saying is that this farm system of the Yankees, all we've heard for so long, all oh, the Yankees got, they've added to their farm system. I remember when they traded Andrew Miller and stuff like that, got all these pieces and stuff and Chapman that year. They're like, wow, the Yankees, look at the resources they're going to have for the future. Hey, And it's very quiet, very silent. In, hey, that, in the- that future, because literally all the guys that we talk about, you know about Debbie Garcia, Joe, too, right? He's on Chicago. He's on the Chicago White Sox now. Like yeah. I knew, I knew that from a couple yeah, weeks. That's, I was just like, that's just we're, another we're, guy. We're all, all these guys, guys that we thought were supposed to come up never panned out. That's time. I mean, that's what. Made so I blame that on the coaching here, too. Here's the other thing, Trev. But remember, they fired their pitching coach last year. Remember, we got a new pitching coach. Remember the guy, the young guy, it wasn't panning out no more. Oh, you know what we'll do this year? We'll fire the hitting coach right before the All Star break, so we can let the guy come in and hopefully that'll give him a fresh start. Sean Casey. How well has that panned out? Joe, Maybe what do you think? It comes down to the whole thing as an organizational failure. Yeah, listen, I think when the season's over, I think if you're if you're Hal Steinbrenner, just because you need us, you need us, someone's got to take responsibility for what ultimately and you can't just blame Boone. Boone cannot be the the fall. Yes, listen, but but if I'm if I'm guessing, listen, if you fire Boone, you got to fire Cashman. You bring both on. Based on the fact that you fired the pitching coach last year, your hitting coach this year, it would seem like they're trying to suggest it's it's in the dugout. It's the dugout. Uh, and so to me, Boone would. But now, look, here's the thing. If you fire Brian Cashman, who wants this job? Who wants to come? Who wants to come be GM of the New York Yankees? Sure. You're like, well, who wouldn't? This is a mess. This is a huge mess that the Yankees, and if somebody else has to come in here and clean this up, you're going to have to convince Hal Steinbrenner, by the way, to eat a lot of money because there are people that you're going to have to either straight up drop or move in in some way, and that's going to require eating money. Joe, Trevor sent me a great article the other day, and it was the difference in Houston and the Yankees. And it was after Houston just won a World Series. I believe it was last year or whatever, Trevor, you said – was that what it was last year? And they fired their GM. And they brought over another GM from the Braves organization. And yep. and they haven't lost a step. So I Yankees would say, should go out. Yankees should go after Theo Epstein. He turned the everyone, Cubs around and everyone won Everyone always he, wants to go after Theo. He go turned after, the Cubs around. I mean, remember when the Cubs before the Cubs yeah, won but World you know Series, what? the Cubs were so bad. Yeah, Trevor, listen, if there's a guy that could do it and would be willing to take this on and who Hal Steinbrenner would, would have to listen to, it would be Theo Epstein. I don't know who else is out there that you could bring in here because I'm telling you, this organization. I'd say who's working in the Braves organization. That's but all you, I want. But here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. It's like bringing Brian Dable over to the Giants, and it's like, do your thing here. Okay, we got a young roster. We got a young quarterback. We can develop these guys. But you he brought you, a guy, you cannot bring – you're going to bring somebody in from the Braves organization to be like, get me younger. How? It's an impossible task. This is why I'm saying you need a real GM like a Theo Epstein that's going to come in there and be like, listen – we're going to trade Giancarlo Stanton, and if that means eating 80% of the money, we're going to do it, Hal. And Hal's going to go, all right, yeah. And then you're going to have to figure out, you know, a, a way to possibly unload DJ LeMayhew. 
and uh, Donaldson is done after he's this year. He's gone. Is that right? Severino's yeah, yeah, off the books. Herman's off the books. But you still don't have a left fielder. Joe. You still have a superstar in Aaron Judge who gets hurt too much. Are you bringing Bader back? No. Is Volpe really the future? Again, there's question Yo, you know marks at like? every single position except for right field. That's what I'm saying. The and, and, the- and the one slot in your rotation. Other than that, everything's a question mark. And to me, if you ask me to preview next season, I think the Yankees are instantly the worst team in the American League East right off sure. the bat. Do you know Trev, what I do? You know what I said Trev, too. Can I say one thing to you, Trev? Go ahead, Ted. To your, to your th- no, to your thing, and I know you're getting mad. You know how you related to the Giants earlier in the conversation about the Giants and Joe Judge. You know what more likely this is? New England Patriots, bro. A stubbornness of Bill Belichick. They're old. They're slow. They're boring. They're not reinventive. He's drafting kickers in the draft. He's drafting tight ends and three guards, and it's like. Bro, like you're bringing in Zeke Elliott. It's like, well, you need receivers. You're bringing in Devontae Parker. He was good like 12 years. Like we're bringing in Donaldson when he was good 10 years ago when he was the MVP. Like that's I, I just that kind of just flew in my head because you said Joe Judge. That was more of an order. I got something. I got something else. Right on. But I would say the stubbornness. I'll relate it more as to well as the Yankees of being the same model. That model has to break. I'll relate, it, I'll relate it more to um I'll relate it to the Giants even more one step one step closer. Joe Shane had to come in and take over a team, a franchise that was in cap salary cap hell. And he had to make some uncomfortable decisions. He had to get rid of Bradbury. Tried to trade because he had to get rid of some good players because their contract. Remember Dave Gettleman, what we just said a year ago? So yeah, this is just like a giant situation too, because the Giants long not too long ago were there was no future. There was no, I guess I should say, no light to the end of the tunnel. You're and Joe Shane right somehow, yes, had to make the uncomfortable trades, moves, situations that had to be done to get under that salary cap and to look at and now look at a year and a half later. We're talking about the Giants as a team that could potentially have that much of a greater future because of what Joe Shane has done. That's what the Yankees have to do to answer Joe's question. That's what the Yankees got to do. They got to have a guy outside the franchise, outside the franchise. But That's the most willing to do that. You're going to have to, because if you're, if you, if you come to the, if you've come to accepting that you're going to just be average, then okay, then stick to this. I'm fine with it. But if you want to make those changes, you're going to have to think outside the box. The New York Giants just had to do that. They finally went to go get people outside of the comfort zone. Look what happened in over a year for a team that had no right to be in the playoffs, let alone being in the second weekend of the playoffs last year. And look how fast the Giants franchise possibly has changed that quickly since Joe Shane and Dable. That's what the Yankees have to do. The Yankees are at this point right now in their franchise that, look, if you either want to stay put and run it back again, I'm fine with it. If you want to have to make those changes and go outside the box and make a GM change and make an, a, a manager change, I should say as well, I'm okay with it. But at least I want to know what the direction of this New York Yankee team is moving into the 2024 season. Because if there's not 
I don't care. Like, that's what I said. If they want to stand pat, at least I know the direction they have. That's all I want. Because at least the Mets, yeah, they traded some of their big-name guys and probably are maybe going to move off in the offseason. Who knows? We do not know. But at least they're telling you, look, we got to start over again. It's, it is. The Yankees are sitting there. Oh, we're the Yankees. We're, we're going to just be fine because we're the Yankees. But that's the mentality that just should not be done. Even Judge said it, though, when the conversation ended off. The Yankees still had this belief in their deep mind that they had a streak ahead of them. They still believed. I get Judge it. even said it. We thought a couple – we got a lot of baseball to play, another 40 games, and we had one or two streaks left in us kind of right before he got injured, the, the streak that they were on. Where they won, you know, 15 out of 25 games, you're like, oh, all right, we got something here. The streak never came. And now it's too late. Well, and I think a lot of and the Yankee fans are hurt. They got 41, 41 games Listen, left. What streak is coming? Hold on. on Listen, uh, not for nothing, but earlier in the year when Teddy and I said this Yankee team is not very good and Trevor insisted that we were bad fans, we gave up too early. The Yankees won on a nice, like, 10, 12, right? Yeah. They won a bunch of hot. games. It got really hot. Last time we had the same conversation, Trevor was still, you know, and I said by first, you would know the decision based on who they were playing. Yeah, with the Rays, 18, the Astros, yeah. the Braves, the Mets, and the yeah. Marlins. I said, we'll find out. I said, they'll either be in contention or they'll fall apart. And I think we got our answer. Absolutely. Well, I think, yeah. I think, listen, like Teddy said, I think your bullpen is spent. I think they're so tired from all the great work they've done this season, your rotation, again, outside of Cole, is in kind of in shambles. You're not getting any kind of length from any of those guys. So where is this streak going to come from? Your offense isn't scoring. They've left 28 guys on base in the last two games. Joe, um, 58 it, double plays since July. Yeah. Oh. That was on, and I wrote that down on Tuesday. Most so of the Waiver had grounded into 16. And that's another, that's another factor. Six, and the it's other just, night, they had two errors in one hit. They can't figure out the fundamentals and basics of baseball. So now and, that's, and how, sure, that's on. Right on boom. how often have I said that, though? That, you know, look, you look at the way that this team was built. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess the idea was they were going to be strong defensively. And that hasn't necessarily panned out at all. Again, for all the put LeMahieu at third, then you're taking a strength and turning it into a weakness and putting Glaber in the field, and that's a weakness in and of itself. Well, you have to play Glaber because Stan can't play the field. So yeah, there you go. You're biting and the foot that feed or the hand that feeds you. This is such a poorly constructed roster, and it's caught up to them. And I mean, literally now this season and the whole last half of last season, it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the luck has run out, unfortunately. But listen, in the offseason, I'm thinking you need a minimum three starters. Well, here, here's you the need, thing. You need at least two bullpen pieces. You need a catcher, a third baseman, a left fielder. That's a lot of pieces well, in an offseason. Joe, here's the only one thing. Next year, based on health and out, you're going to have four starters coming back. You're going to have Cole at the top of the lineup with Radon as your two, Nestor as your three, and Montez as your four. Well, you'll have to figure out what happens with your fifth. But that's all assuming everything goes well for the rest of the season, no trades and health. But if Cole – listen, Trev, Cole's coming back, okay? Radon's coming back. They're going to give him six years. We're just going to call this a wash year, and there's another year that we suck and he sucked, and hopefully he play, pitches much better next season. And now you're talking about one-two aces – you're talking about Nestor, if he can come back to form, hopefully that wasn't a one-hit wonder like an 80s hit. 
you know, hopefully he can come back before. That's a nice three. I mean, he was in the All-Star game. He showed – and then Frankie Montas. Give me something, bro. All give me the, something. All and then, the listen, I think you're starting to see the Yankees. Maybe Clark Smith becomes your fifth. They've started to stretch out Michael King in the bullpen. Maybe he becomes your fifth. Who knows? That's all possibilities, but it's a lot of questions considering we're still probably six so, months from any of those answers. So what Ted just And they're not getting Otani. The Yankees are not getting Otani. Why? Why? Why even do that? Like, well, I would want him. All, want yeah, court. Yeah. Why would you want him? The, the move is though, you do that, you gotta just let Stanton go because Otani has to play at BDH. Look, they just got to clean house. To to solve it really quickly, they have to clean house because right now it's been twenty years. I don't know the last time and, Yankees and, cleaned house. And all I hope, all I know is, hopefully it doesn't get to eighty six years. Because God, that must have been well, miserable to be well, eighty six <laughs> years. Because twenty year, twenty years. Yeah, we won a World Series during that time, but twenty years is is brutal. I'm sorry. I don't care. I'm a spoiled Yankee fan. Hate hey, us all you want. Hate us all you want. Who'd you have care. in the World Series? I think I had the Yankees Mets. How bad am I? Um, let me look quickly. But even so, you know what? So did everyone else, though. Yankees were the favorite in the entire AL to make the World Series. And I believe the Mets were like one of the top three or teams. So I'm gonna, hold on. I'm I just, Joe, I, I want to just change the subject for one second. I was talking with Trevor about this is the Braves organization. How that GM and that organization was are able to sign their players to long-term deals, but value deals like Matt Olson, six, seven years, like $160 million. It's like, hmm, how much is Judge really $200 million better than Matt Olson? No, and again, listen, had listen, the Yankees have never done that. They don't they don't they don't offer extensions well, early. They thought that was it. Dude, that's well, and that's the, the rare exception they made. I will say this: as far as again, a seven-year, seventy million dollar deal at ten million dollars a year for a starting outfielder. If Aaron Hicks had hit two thirty with twenty home runs a year, I'm sorry to say this, but that deal would have paid for itself. Yeah, the fact that he was if barely in the lineup, healthy. and the fact that when he was in the last three years, he's been worthless at the plate. Otherwise, ten million a year for between Severino, two, four years, forty million. If Sebi would have been the ace that we know he is, my God, that would have been a steal. It would so, have been a genius move. But again, and this is the this is the unfortunate luck of Brian Cashman. Go out and get Sonny Gray. You go out and get Joey Gallo. Doesn't matter who you get because they're gonna suck. Something's gonna happen. There's gonna be an injury. Frankie Montes. Again, it's like. Everything this guy does, you're like, oh, all right, yeah, cool. And then it doesn't pan out. Rondone's just the latest example of that. And then at this, at this, at this deadline this year, he was like, nah, nothing. I don't like anything I see. That that to me, that's the beginning of the end here. Like, I we're not reloading anymore. I do think a, a full-on rebuild. I think Jason Dominguez should be your left fielder next year. I think Peraz has got to be on this roster. Maybe Austin Wells behind the plate. Maybe yeah. it's time to actually do what everyone else in baseball is doing. You bring your young guys up and you let them have that. Not for nothing, Anthony Volpe has been one of the best Yankee rookies ever. Yeah, And, and it's taken a long time, and the batting average is never going to quite catch up this season. But this kid's put together a great year because you gave him the whole year to do it. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it with Esteban Florio. You haven't done it with Jason Dominguez. Who else are you going to sit on? You want to chance Adams, another guy, or what? Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, Ted, uh, I had the Yankees against the Braves in the World Series. You had the Yankees and Padres. So at least I'm halfway okay. right. Oh, I did have the Padres. Yeah. I had, we both still, had one. So, we both had, we both had one Soto winning the MVP. And your question earlier, when we never gave an answer, I don't want the Yankees to make the playoffs just for one game, so that the Yankees organization can say, "Oh well, we made another streak of 31 consecutive no. seasons no. in the playoffs." You know I what I mean? Be, I will be stunned if the Yankees make the playoffs. Stunned. I, I, I finally, I finally, yes. yeah, August 18th. It gave me a month and a half of the season left, and I said it's over. At least I finally said it. I mean, but you know what? At least Otani's not getting in. Yeah, those both of those franchises need to look in the mirror and say, "Yeah, shame on us." Slap ourselves, just somebody come deep, get get a Debo, bam, uppercut, wake up. One one last thing I gotta say. Listen, as far as the Mets are concerned, the money that they spent this year and then dumped all the salaries. Yep. I mean, it puts them over the threshold. They're gonna owe a lot of money, and I know that guy's so rich and whatever. No financial implications. I disagree, and I think. Listen, he's got to learn how to spend smart money. Uh, this isn't go out and get everybody. It's go out and get guys that make sense on your roster. And again, yeah. this is where Cashman's gone wrong. And it goes back to I mean, 2006. Uh, Gary Sheffield uh, was a guy that Joe Torrey wanted no part of. That's not a good clubhouse guy. I don't care how good of a bat he is. There's other bats. When yeah. you start changing the culture of a team, and that's what bad spending does. I think Francisco Lindor is the biggest asshole in all of baseball. He really is. He's not good for the Mets. He's not good for the fan base. He's not good for the culture. That That's terrible money that they spent there. Spend smart. Look at the, not for nothing. You give Tampa a lot of credit for all they've done. This Wander Franco, he's a disaster. And they've got a ton of money tied up in that kid. That's a, years. Messy, that's, a, that's, a, that's a messy situation. That's, that's the not, problem that's when you situation. when you invest Teddy in the wrong kind of guy. And I was concerned that Ronald Acuna might be that kind of guy, but he's definitely turned it around. There was some stuff there with him and Freddie Friedman for a while. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like Acuna might be the guy that ended up going. And obviously that's not how it panned out. But I think once Acuna got his way and saw he was the alpha in the locker room, he started behaving properly, and he's living. Obviously, he's having a, a dream season, but you got to invest in the right people and bring the right people together in order to be. It's not just throwing pieces together and thinking you're. That's not this. That's never done anything for anybody in the history of sports. Look at the yeah. Brooklyn Nets. Look, hey, look at the Lakers when they had Carmelo, Gary, <laughs> Jack, yeah, and then yeah. They, find a, they find a close shot. Let's. See, well, as all Yankee fans and Met fans, we're just waiting on football now. So that's all I got to well, say. I, well, got nothing, got, I got nothing got else to say. Yankees on tonight against the Red Sox. We got the Giants on tonight. We got the Jets are on tonight. We got, well, we got a, we, It's a good time to be a New York football fan. A lot of excitement surrounding us. Let's see how that – we'll be back next week talking about that stuff. We got to talk more NFL because NFL yeah. is only a few weeks away. Thank God. God, I hope, like Joe said, hopefully the Giants are good because if the Giants are bad, it's miserable time again in New York. Ladies and gentlemen, you can check out Keys of the City on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So follow us at Keys of the City. We are out.